all tasks in our business are created equal. Often we set ourselves up to fail instead of succeed simply because of our unspoken expectation that we've put on a particular task that we are doing right now. Are you a product business mum? Join me, Rachel, in this diary type podcast where I share real-time challenges and my wins in growing a product business side hustle and brand as things happen day to day in real time because we often feel less alone in our business journey when sharing the challenges with someone else. Maybe you want to be an e-commerce mum and turn your craft hobby into an actual business. Well, I hope you'll discover here inspiration and motivation together from my kitchen table in Adelaide, Australia. Brought to you by one of my e-commerce shops, theturtlejournal.com.au. Hi, I'm Rachel. Welcome to Aussie e-commerce mum, a diary. This is episode number 14. It's called, Why Are You Doing That? Do you know, I'm two years into starting an e-commerce business and I feel like I have got to a real critical point in my business growing journey after two years. That point, I think, or maybe landmark on the road, is I'm coming to the point now where I'm asking myself the question, why are you doing that? And I've been asking myself that question about everything I have been doing. I think the concept of this episode is super helpful for you maybe if you're at the stage in your e-commerce journey like me, perhaps you're side hustling, maybe you've been doing it for a year or two, but probably early on and you've gotten to the point where you're like, why am I doing that? Or if you're not asking yourself that question, I reckon it's super helpful to ask yourself. I've come to that stage in my business, I'm asking that now when I'm deciding where to spend my energy today and tomorrow, next week, or even what I want to implement next year as like an overarching strategy for 2023. And then if you ask yourself that question, just insert the task. Why am I doing that? And then insert task here. This is important, I think, to ask yourself this question often for two reasons. Number one, it manages our expectations. Now, when looking to grow a business, it's an idea we had, something we thought up that we felt deeply about, that we love, maybe something we're making or crafting, something that we really enjoy ourselves that we want to now turn into a business. It's a deeply personal experience. So then we probably also have unspoken expectations of our product or our sales. So if you think about this, when you maybe are doing social media, before you post something to social media, what are your expectations of that post? So ask yourself, why am I doing this? Or why am I posting that? So here are some expectations you might find that you have. Are you expecting some nice comments, some likes, some shares? Or are you expecting a sale? Or are you expecting something to go viral? I think asking ourselves, why are you doing that? It gives our brain the opportunity just to take a second and pinpoint what we actually expect to happen after that task. What do you actually expect to happen after posting that on social media? So then the follow-up question to that then is thinking critically about if the expectation that we have, which remember was unspoken before, but now because you've stopped and asked yourself the question, now it's out there and it's spoken, is that expectation a reasonable one? Or is it not a reasonable expectation? Is it completely unreasonable? In other words, if I take a quick video on my phone, I speak to the camera for a few seconds and say, hey, here, let me show you, I'm gonna pack an order, let's pack an order together. And then I show the order I'm packing from a customer with a bit of an over, you know, audio over the top. Hey, thanks, uh, Tracy, for placing this order. Why am I doing that? Why am I posting that video? What am I expecting from it? If my expectation is to, number one, connect with my customers, number two, be the face of my brand, number three, get some followers of mine to be a bit excited to share in somebody else's surprise order by getting a sneak peek, 
Number four, increasing the trust factor of my brand. Number five, adding to the story, like my story on social media as a larger picture that shows a cohesive brand if someone was to scroll back through my feed. All of those things are reasonable expectations. So all of those things are great expectations to have when you post something on social media. So then if I have those expectations, I am not taken by surprise when no one buys a product off of that one post or that one video. I'm not personally offended if nobody comments or likes it, etc, etc. See what I'm saying? This is important because managing our expectations by asking ourselves this question also highlights that not all tasks are created equal. So what does that mean? Posting on social media can take as long as it takes to schedule an email campaign, but those tasks aren't equal. They should, we shouldn't have the same expectation of them because they rarely have the same outcome. One is not better than the other. That's not what I'm saying because one shouldn't be ignored. I'm not saying you should ignore social media and just do email. They're both important. But what I'm saying is we need to manage our expectations of each by asking ourselves, why are we doing this? Then when we have a reasonable expectation of our tasks, we also take more control of our energy and our time in the day and we're not as easily knocked off course by something that goes wrong or doesn't go our way or doesn't go the way that we had expected or that we had not really expected out loud but actually subconsciously, do you know what, we really had expected something to go a certain way and then it didn't. And an aside tangent to this, this is a bit of an aside on social media but I think it's important if you're an e-commerce brand and particularly if you're starting out I really think it's important to take the emotion out of social media. This might seem silly, but I've seen a lot of videos from makers like me that actually come across desperate. They're desperate and it's obvious because they have little or no sales. They're really tired. They're probably a bit fed up with their business. They're probably thinking of chucking in the towel too and they're actually fishing for a sympathy sale. So the video and their tone comes across all about them. But you know what, guess what? Your customer should not have to care if you've had a sale today or not. It makes me a bit sad to see other small businesses when they do this on social media because then they come across as me, the customer, should be really appreciative of all their hard work, like they deserve my money. And that you don't. No business does. No one, I don't deserve anybody's money to shop with me. It's a privilege. I'm so grateful when they do. So if you're in a funk one day and feel like that, because we all do, can just get real fed up and not sure why we're even bothering, just don't post on social media that day. Like leave it, leave it for another day. Sit back for a bit, come back to the process later on and ask yourself the question, why am I doing this? What's my expectation? Is it reasonable or not? Don't come from a place of desperation. Because even if that one sort of plea for a sale works and you get a, a sympathy sale, it's probably short-lived uh, and I think it probably damages your brand. So do you see what I mean? That was a bit intense. Okay, let's move on. So number two, number two, number one of why are you doing that? The reason I think it's important to ask that question is because it manages our expectations. Number two is this is the number two reason it's a good idea to ask yourself, why am I doing that? This is a great question to ask to ensure we're keeping our big visions and our big goals front of mind in our day-to-day -day grind of growing our business. You've heard the phrase, it's important to work on your business rather than in your business. And that's a cliche if ever I've heard one, but it's probably true. This question is great for helping us gauge where we're at. What am I expecting from this task? What am I trying to accomplish by doing blah, blah, blah? 
So what's my bigger vision? What's my bigger goals? What's my bigger plan? Helps us solidify that, I think, when we ask ourselves, why am I doing that? For example, here's two examples. Number one, email marketing. So question, why did I go back and audit all my email flows and update many of my emails and the copy and the images? And I talk all about that in episode 13, so you can go back and have a listen. What was my expectation of having done that, going back and looking through every email flow, changing things, deleting some, adding new ones? Why did I do that? And is the answer to that question a reasonable expectation of that task? My answer to that question is yes, I did that because email marketing works. I've generated over $3,500 in the last six months from automated email flows alone on automatic. My expectation was accurately based on the data I have, which is that my email flows currently have made me $3,500 in six months in revenue. So this activity alone clearly shows that the time it takes for me to go back, audit all my emails and update them is worth my time and money. Well, it's not worth my money. It's not costing me anything to do it. It's costing me my time, but it makes me money. So my expectation was also that I needed to ensure the message I'm communicating to my customers is relevant and current. And I think that's also a reasonable expectation. So you too, you can do this as well. Set up some new email flows or a new or brand new email flow if you've never done it before. But if you expect to get five sales from your first email and you only have 100 subscribers on your list, I mean, maybe that's possible, of course, but it's probably not a realistic expectation. So again, why are you doing that? Answer that for yourself. And if the answer is, I expect to get five sales, I would just say adjust your expectations so you don't set yourself up to fail. If you expect to put in place a system that's automated that will keep your customers engaged and educated like clockwork automatically and you expect to see gradual revenue as your list grows and as you get better at email marketing, then great, good expectation. You're setting yourself up to win, not setting yourself up to be disappointed or fail. Here's another example. Adding a new product to your store. Here's a question. This is a great one. Why are you doing that? Why are you adding a new product to your store? This will be a whole episode, I'm gonna do it at a later time. But at a high level, are you struggling with selling your current product range? So maybe you think adding a new product or a new niche entirely will solve that problem because, quote unquote, no one is buying resin jewelry at the moment. The market is so saturated, I'll try stuffed toys instead. What are you expecting by that? Is that reasonable? Is it reasonable to expect to add one product or a different niche and suddenly the whole game changes and you become massively successful? Again, it's not impossible, but I don't think it's reasonable and I think you're probably setting yourself up to fail more than you're setting yourself up to win. And that's actually not true by the way. It's actually often not the product that's the problem. If you're adding a new product because a customer emailed you and asked for it and you haven't got it, so you take that as the reason to rethink your whole brand, change up your whole vision and goals and your whole business. I think that's probably a mistake because often it's other issues and it's actually not the product that's the problem. So the answer I think is why to why are you doing that? I don't think those sorts of outcomes that you might be looking for just by changing a product is a good expectation of an outcome. 
So ask yourself the question then, because the answer might surprise you, because it's an unspoken expectation often. So then you can step back a little bit and analyze things a bit more critically and try and remove your emotion from the whole process and look at it as a bit more of an analysis before making big decisions like that. And it's your business, like it's your business, you're the captain of the ship. You don't need to apologize for what you sell. You don't need to apologize for what you don't sell. Don't compromise your brand story by changing direction and adding a random product to try and rectify other issues of why your business might not be growing. So to recap, number one, this is a great question to ask ourselves so we can manage our expectations. We're looking to grow a business because it's an idea we had, something we love, something we're crafting or making, something we are deeply personally connected to. We often have unspoken expectations of our product, our sales, and then we like to admit that we have got. And number two, why it's a good question to ask yourself, why are you doing that? is because it ensures we're keeping our big vision and our big goals front of mind in our day-to-day grind of growing a business. This exercise especially is helpful for tasks that aren't easily measured, like social media, which we shared before. I think it forces our brain to think a bit deeper for an answer if we verbalize that answer when it's an unreasonable or crazy expectation. I think then we instinctively know that and then we think, no, that was probably a bit silly. That was hardly going to happen, was it? So we have unspoken expectations, which we only realize sometimes that we even had them. Things don't go the way we expected. Then we end up disappointed and deflated, angry, exhausted, or over it, or cynical. All of those things are the opposite things that we need to be the machine and the engine of our business for growth. So be your best cheerleader and your best supporter. Don't set yourself up to fail. Set your expectations realistically so that you win. So today when you're making your business to-do list or packing your next order or posting something to social media or spending money on Facebook or making inventory ready for your next market, ask yourself this question. And if you find the answer is maybe a bit unreasonable, then adjust it so that you set yourself up to win and feel successful and keep growing. So thank you so much for joining me. I hope my diary style podcast is an encouragement for you as we spent this time together in sharing some real time challenges and wins of growing a product business. We definitely shared some real time challenges today in our mindset and our expectations. Hey, so head to my website where you can join my newsletter or send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Head to Aussie e-commerce mum and I'll see you next time. Keep learning.